The dream to start a podcast started while our babies were in the NICU and Taylor and I were drinking some White Claws on a Thursday night after hours at the NICU. The stories of two micropreneurs who took different paths through the NICU and two mamas who literally ran on cold brews and White Claws. We'll share our stories in hopes to inspire and educate parents, grandparents, and friends about the NICU and beyond. I am Macy Petting, along with Taylor Hoskins, and this is the Real Mamas of the NICU podcast. Oh my gosh, Taylor. Uh, Taylor, it's been way too long (laughs) since we (laughs) caught up and we, just to give everybody some context, we were really, really busy for several months getting some content out and some really good podcasts. And then summer hit and we got busy with life. And so now we have set these five, five, four, five or three, four, two, one <laughs> episodes out. And you got to hear kind of what was going on in the beginning stages. We wanted to catch you up today. Um, kind of what's been going on with Noah and Liam in our little busy lives. And then also some of the wins and some of our challenges that we've been facing since we've last spoken. And it is our vow to bring you some content that is a little bit more fresh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. from now on so you don't feel like you're working in the listening to us in the past but as always we wanted to make sure that we're bringing you content that is super relatable and um, growing with us but also revisiting some of the things that we had to endure in the NICU that maybe you are currently going through okay Taylor oh. what what has been up since our last chat <laughs> oh macy well that's been about five months ago so (laughs) um i'm trying to think of where we even left off to be honest with you um i think we were kind of talking about some possible exciting news and we're kind of celebrating a little bit of that not fully but halfway uh since coming home July 4th, 2021, 2021, Um, Liam is now working his way off of his oxygen. So his nasal cannula, um, which is exciting, but scary at the same time, which I'm sure you can relate in a different sense. It's like, I don't know. How do you feel about that with Noah? Like, do you find that like exciting or is that like nerve wracking for you? Like these big changes? Uh, honest, honestly, super exciting. Yeah. I mean, it, there's a comfort level for sure. As like I, any mom probably can attest to, especially those who had like the owlet baby sock. Cause we had that for Harper. Oh, and I just yeah. remember it was a big change going from, not having it to have it or from having it to not having it yeah but um yeah so similarly Noah's been um she's been off oxygen for a long time but the pulse ox monitor we don't have yeah. on during the day and that yeah. makes me a little nervous but uh-huh I know it's sometimes hard not to like kind of examine him like all the time and be like are you breathing like 
Do you look like you're working hard to breathe? I don't know. That's just kind of where my mind goes. But so I guess that's kind of been a new and exciting thing. Um, so what's he, working off what's, of that. Yeah. So what does that mean? Right. So like at night like, he's on it. Yeah. So like the last uh six to eight weeks was his like last initial appointment with his neonatal team they gave him the clear to come off of oxygen um during the day and then when he napped in at night he was still needing a little bit of that support um and they kind of gave me some direction to like let him try it without the oxygen and then once he showed if he was sleeping he needed it to put it back in um but like i kind of said with like the whole anxiety worry wart thing uh we didn't really attempt that yeah <laughs> so like every night i put him on it because mm-hmm. i was just a little paranoid so yeah he's off during the day on at night and naps and then we just had an appointment uh last week and they're having us trial it this week with no um no oxygen during naps and then if i'm easing myself into being comfortable with that and he's showing he can do it then trying it at night too so it's kind of just a slow so i think that like this is a a good point so what do you think in your mind would make you comfortable because i i mean i feel like there's plenty of parents that are going through this what do you think could help you with some of those anxieties and (laughs) uh like i i no i know I that's a good I question know. sorry maybe i didn't ask it right but like, what, like with the oxygen what, situation yeah like what goals would he have to hit to make you comfortable with him not I having don't know. it no i think you know in even even in the NICU like it's so hard not to like fascinate or not fascinate, but just obsess over a certain number and a certain requirement they have to be like to make it feel like everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know that's so valid for so many people. Like that chart still haunts me, like the graph. Oh, the you know what I'm saying? The histogram of yeah. like their numbers. So I think for the longest time, I would constantly check like where he's sitting out with his monitor. Um, but I feel like it's gotten better. Like even right now when I'm talking to you, like I'm not watching or looking and most of the time I'm like glued to it. So mm-hmm. I, I think just getting a little more comfortable with knowing him and like his actions. I don't know. I and kind of going back, like, I, I think those are all normal feelings for any mm-hmm. first first or second or third time mom. I guess I shouldn't just say first, but I remember, like, watching Blakely, like, pretty healthy, no complication type of kid. And I would just, like, watch her breathe yes. and think of the worst case scenarios. And I think, like, they... I mean, I coined it myself. I diagnosed myself with heartburn, mm-hmm. with postpartum anxiety and that's when I finally got the sleep sock thing the owlet thing and yeah that was just a whole game changer for me I had a little bit of peace of mind mm-hmm. um and so I don't think like even though you know he's has these monitors and he does have oxygen um I think it's super valid to have yeah. those feelings 
And I will say those get better. (laughs) I sure hope so. I'm like waiting for the day they take his pole socks away. Like (laughs) kind of like a band anymore. Yeah. Yeah, Serious. Yeah. Cause it's all I've known. Like, like, wow. I think that will, that will be my anxiety. Like oxygen is yours. Yes. Um, I kind of think that I will really struggle to sleep. Yeah. when that is away because with Noah we can't hear her cry with her Mm -hmm. trach so we've always relied on the pulse ox monitor to let us know if she's angry um like if her heart rate goes up or if she's wiggling Mm -hmm. a lot it will it will tell us and so that's really been our lifeline to know she wakes up in the middle of the night or if she's angry um and we're not in the same room We've, we've all relied on that a lot. So I totally get that. Yes. Yes. Nice. Um, well, he's making great gains though. I would say they both are. They're both yeah. awesome. We, and with, with that, do you have any exciting things you want to share or some wins you want to celebrate? Oh, wins. Oh my gosh. This girl is crawling everywhere. And that's the been fun. The videos are so cute. Yes. Yeah. So we went... Um, she started crawling a couple weeks ago, but she got kind of sick and like right after she learned. And so she was, you know, taking like little crawls here and there. And then this uh, past weekend, she just like took off and like, we can't keep her out of things now. She's just acting oh like gosh. a tor- total normal little toddler that's getting into stuff. And she hasn't quite learned the word no yet. And so <laughs> we're like, no, no, <laughs> doesn't get it. Um, so that's oh, a huge man. win. That's a great developmental milestone that she reached and um, we're super proud of her for that. Heck yeah. Um, you know, she just, her fine motor skills have always been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, her gross one's always been delayed. So we just got a gait trainer recently from the AEA to get some weight on her weight bearing through her legs and learn some motions of walking. But like, similar to crawling it's it's just gonna take some time Um, yeah but she'll get there I feel like that to you kind of hitting that on the head like for moms listening um I know me and you talked about that like I don't know the conversation on the phone however long ago that was but sometimes it's so hard to like get wrapped up in the milestones and Mm -hmm. like where babies are and you know what they should be doing at certain times and I just feel like you have such a good mindset about it Hmm. you know yeah I it's it's it it is easy to get wrapped up in it Mm -hmm. um I feel like I like you said I do an okay job just trying to remember her adjusted age and and then still even that I'm like gosh she's still not meeting that but then she always does it and like yeah exactly surprises me I remember having a conversation with you about, um, you're just worried about him crawling and, um, needing some additional therapy or maybe through AEA. And then it wasn't, it felt like it wasn't, it probably felt like a lifetime for you, but it felt very quickly after that, that he started getting going and, and now look at him. He's like, I know pushing little walkers around crazy. Well, and one thing too, I think. I remember you telling me and like helped calm me when it came to that, not even calm, but just made me feel a lot better was 
Like sometimes you don't realize as a mom, like how sick they actually were Mm -hmm. in the NICU. And that even puts them back a little more than where they should be. So kind of reminding myself that was huge. I feel like, um, but yeah, it is hard not to compare sometimes. Mm-hmm. And even as much as people tell you not to worry about it or, you know, they're they're writing their yeah. own story and stuff like that, uh-huh. which is also true. It's just wait, the waiting and being patient, I think mm-hmm. is the hardest for it. But exactly. I uh, agree. Make, you know, you always have that the what ifs in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. I think her crawling was a huge emotional moment for me. I just remember like. I didn't know if she was ever going to be able to do this. And I just remember back to when she was a teeny tiny little baby in the, in her little giraffe isolate thing, just wondering like, what is her life going to be uh-huh. like? And, um, so yeah, those milestones are, are fun to reach. Heck yeah. It's like, you don't take it for granted at all watching no. those moments for sure. No. Yeah. I was just looking back at, um, I think, I I don't know how I got on it, but, uh, Livia and Kerrigan's Facebook page. And uh, like, I was looking back of, it was, it was a while ago. She was just like learning to walk and stuff herself. And I just remember her talking to me as I was in the beginning stages and Kerrigan was just now beginning to walk when Mm -hmm. Noah around the time Noah was born. And, um, just thinking gosh I hope that Noah meets the goals like Kerrigan does and Mm -hmm. Livia being such a cheerleader that she was she's like she's gonna be great and you know she obviously didn't know that but she was going to coach me through it and yeah similarly to our relationship I think that that's what we're here for is to help coach each other but also people that are in our situation now that we've Mm -hmm. already been through and that's the beauty of the NICU club that you so graciously get to enter when you don't want to. <laughs> Podcast is sponsored by hasslefree.com. Hasslefree has supported many NICU families in the Iowa City area. Hasslefree provides fundraising merchandise to help out families and organizations when in need of some extra funds. Let Hasslefree deal with all the hassle. You don't have to deal with orders, exchange of money, or delivery. That way you can focus on what is most important for you and your family. So what are some, um, maybe none at all, but any challenges you guys have kind of been facing lately or things you're kind of, you know, well, I mean, Noah and her eating has been better, but she's still like vomiting all the time. Yeah. I mean, on average, she's probably vomiting two of her five feedings, um, and just you know at random times it seems like she does it more for us than she does the nurses that's usually how it works yeah (laughs) stinkers and and I wonder like there's just more action going on in the house like Mm -hmm. if we're home the big kids are probably home and she's probably chasing after them or you know we're playing with her because we hadn't seen her all day and yeah um so it's probably our fault but we are trying to get to the bottom of that a little bit um we have an appointment actually in Omaha at Children's Hospital there nice with their aerodigestive team and they do more of like a big picture so Mm -hmm. ENT um pulmonology and GI kind of all plan together 
as one versus the different entities looking yeah. at just their picture. And so hopefully we can get some answers as to what the heck's going on and um, getting her to keep some of that food down and, you know, get the proper nutrition she needs, even yes. though she's actually, she's growing still and everything. It's just um, a lot of laundry. Well, that's good though, that she's still growing yeah. and gaining and all that good stuff. Yeah. That's super important. Yes. But these I seriously in a million years never would have thought feeding would be as stressful as it is. Yeah. Coming home from the NICU. You well, yeah, because oh we my need gosh. to do an episode on um because yes, because I yes, because I like community wise, I feel like I know nobody with the same issue. And it makes it so hard to like advocate and know what to look for and ask for. And yeah. So Liam but came yeah. home with, um, he was aspirating, right? Is that yes. And he had a silently in his, and he had a yes. thick in his feeds, correct? And saw, still do to this day. I saw a TikTok recently of, um, someone using like a jelly, like a, a packet gel mix. Yeah. That's yeah, what I have to use. That's what you yeah. use. You should yes. do a TikTok on that girl, or we definitely need to do an episode on on that because I don't know much about yeah. it. Well, and it's like he has to have any. Well, he's on Pediasure right now instead of formula because he's past the year mark, but thickened requires like, like two growing, pack. growing, um, growing gain. The uh, he's just on like the basic one, okay. whatever that one is, but. Yeah, two packets to thicken a bottle, and this sucker thickener is—I don't know, Brady. What is it? Eighty dollars a box, and we have to order this like every ten days, and it's so oh expensive. Oh my gosh! It's oh, That's it's just crazy. but it's crazy. Does insurance so, pay for that? No. <gasps> Oh no. I know. So it's hard. So all the moms out there that are dealing with this and the aspiration and all of that, I feel you because it stinks so bad. And mm -hmm. we've had to do this since coming home. So I'm really hoping we can kind of get a little more clarity and some answers as what the heck is going yeah. on. So you'll have to let me know how your appointment that you were just talking about goes because who knows? Maybe that's something that I'll have to advocate for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I mean, our, our friend, mutual friend, Ashley mm -hmm. um, and her son, Jacob, they are in this aerodigestive clinic and raved about them. And so that's kind of why we're going that direction. And, um, you know, I mean, Jacob's a lot older than Noah and I just didn't want to wait yeah, if you can long, get on top of can, it, if yeah. If can try to get this figured out now instead of later, that would be wonderful. Um, yes. And so, yeah, I will definitely see how this all plays out and keep everybody posted. Yeah, I will. I hope that they have some answers for well, for her specifically, but for us too. Yes. But, like yeah. feeding is so important. So let's figure this out sooner mm -hmm. than later. I just feel like, I mean, maybe it's just because I i and we live in it i just feel like it's such a normal um preemie issue mm -hmm. and of all the things eating it, food you would think that would be the most natural i know thing that they do so 
it's so funny because like I think initially when we first came home on it I was trying to find like a community of people that I could try to like connect with about this because like I had no idea and it was like nobody couldn't find anybody and now like you said I feel like it's so much more common these Mm -hmm. babies are having feeding like preemies specifically are having feeding issues you know just crazy mm-hmm. does he crazy. vomit also or is it no he doesn't vomit his is like well silently aspirating so that's obviously dangerous mm-hmm. um but his biggest thing now is like he will eat and consume anything that's like a puree or like baby food texture he can do that perfectly fine but like if it's anything more um texture or like obviously thicker or you know what or I mean harder. like food food any mm-hmm. food yeah he he puts it in his mouth and it's like he doesn't he doesn't understand what to do with it I don't even know how to explain it like mac and cheese you put it in his mouth you put the noodle and he kind of like spits it out and like it's almost like I don't know if it's a sensory so it's thing not, he's not chewing no, he's not chewing. Okay. Interesting. Well, mm-hmm. you know what? Talking about this is such a great thing. Maybe somebody has went can, through this yeah. that's listening and they can reach out to you. Yes. And, and hopefully help. I can help a mom if we figure yeah. out, you know, what Absolutely. the heck. I mean. And does he will... do feeding therapy? Yeah. So he has a speech therapist he sees once every other week through AEA and she's awesome. She's been with him since the beginning. So she's been really helpful, like advocating and all this stuff, but Mm -hmm. he's actually gonna, and I think I told you this, he's going to be getting surgery here in the next couple months. Um, I kind of advocated for him to get seen again by ENT and they put a good old scope down his nose and he noticed something within like seconds and he's like, okay, you know, I think this could be one of the issues as to what's going on. So hoping that works, but yeah, so it was maybe like, it's like actually a structural. Oh yeah. But it was issue. like, he found that. And I was like, so relieved because mm-hmm. you know how that is. You feel like, oh my gosh, maybe that's an answer. But I also was so mad because mm-hmm. I'm like, I've been fighting for like this answer for 19 months. Well, not 19 months, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And nobody really took it serious. So I just hope everything gets a little more normal with the feeding. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great point. Like I've heard more success stories of like just a mom or a dad advocating for their yep. kid and finding out what's wrong than I then I usually hear about like a doctor figuring it out just through a mm-hmm. normal checkup. Yep. Yep. And then it's just frustrating that some, some doctors Sometimes will listen and some won't and are in their mindset of mm-hmm. certain things. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Obviously we love the doctors and yeah. they're amazing, but yeah, like you said, advocating, like people would always say, yeah, you know, your baby best. Mm-hmm. You really do. Mm-hmm. You really do. I think you will also find that I notice it now, even with my older kids and not even Noah's pediatrician we go to. I mean, we've had this pediatrician um, since Blakely was born, but anything I ask, 
he'll do now. <laughs> like once you become a medical mom, I feel like you get some sort of like badge, like, mm-hmm. oh, doctors start listening to what you have to say. Oh so. yeah. Which was They're probably, probably like, I'm not messing with her. No. Like, she knows her stuff. Yes. And it, <laughs> it worked out for me. And like, he's always been a great pediatrician. We love him to death. But Harper's Harper just had this illness every single month since January. And I was so over it. And I finally asked if I could get her allergy tested. Um, and I didn't really think she had allergies, but I was just wanting to rule it out. And girlfriend yeah. comes back with like six different allergies and has to take a me- medicine every single day now. And she hasn't been sick the last two months since she started it. And oh my gosh. I mean, Isn't that crazy though? It's so crazy. I've I wasn't a medical mom. They might've just blown me off. And exactly. Yeah. And then you would have just dealt with that sickness for even longer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to the real mama's then a podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and come back to listen for more. Please help us spread the word by leaving a positive review and taking a picture and posting it to your social.